Hi, this is Delta Junior, and you're listening to Wrestling with Altitude. Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and joining me on this uh, very special, we're going to try a new segment here on the podcast, a new kind of uh, subset of the interviews and people we talk to. So we are going to uh, introduce you to uh, one of my uh, fellow fans in the area. She is the supplier of all the jean studded jean jacket uh that you see a lot of the uh wrestlers wear in the area and that's miss tiffany miss tiffany how are you doing i'm great i'm happy to be on thank you you're, you're very welcome well thank you for coming on uh so first question out of the shoot that i've got for you uh how did you first get introduced into this uh wacky world of uh professional wrestling i was very young by my grandfather so I grew up in a Hispanic household, so wrestling was a part of it. Um, so I grew up watching um, Lucha and grew up during the, ad- the Attitude Era. So it's always been a part of my life. Okay. And uh, for, for, the, for the actual the Lucha part of it, do you know what promotion you were introduced to? Was it Triple uh, L? Was it CMML? Um, or, do you, or do you have no idea? Was it just something that was on TV? Uh, to tell you the truth, I really don't have any idea. Um, <laughs> but it was always something that was on TV. You know, when we were in Puerto Rico, it's big over there too. So I got to see a lot of wrestling there. And then, you know, in the States, as well in the states more so it was more you know with the uh, with wwf um side right. but uh, yeah. yes it was my grandfather that uh introduced me to everything uh what's um what's some of the, the uh, earliest memories do you have of that with, with your uh, grandfather introducing to you do you remember any particular uh wrestlers that uh Looking back now, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing him, you know, growing up and having my grandfather introduce me to, to this, like I said, wacky world of uh, professional wrestling. <laughs> um, so for when I can remember, um, I will have to say the one that sticks out the most to me and still to this day is my all-time favorite wrestler um, is Jeff Hardy. Okay. So sitting down with my grandfather and, you know, watching, you know, tag teams were big back then. Uh, so watching team extreme and, you know, Christian and edge and the Dudley boys, that's what I fondly remember. Yeah. Cause he used to get so excited for those matches because they were great matches. 
And so anytime I see them, I always think of him because they just, it's a lot of fond memories. And it's funny because I met Jeff Hardy. Um, I don't know if he went to the uh, Respect show where yes. he was there to sing and everything. Yes. And that's what I told him. It was really stupid. But I was like, I've been in love with you since I was like six years old. <laughs> what was his response? <laughs> he just, oh my God, like he just, he actually gave me like the biggest hug, which I just fangirled completely. And he just thought it was like the funniest thing. And he was fantastic. Yeah. 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 I was, I was there. I, I met him as well. Got his autograph and all that uh, stuff as well. Yeah. That was a, a that was a different experience. Cause he was, like you said, uh, like you mentioned, he wasn't there. He wasn't contracted to appear as a wrestling talent, but as a musical act. Yeah. So which I have to say, I only stayed for a little bit and then I left. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, after we got after doing the 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 wrestling and 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 to also sit through, uh, you know, and experience a musical act too. That's that still can be a long night. Yeah, but definitely shout out to Nick for because without him, I would not have met that man, and <laughs> it meant the world to me to actually meet my all time favorite wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So true. That's uh, that's a great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as much as. Uh, uh, self-deprecating uh, Nick is. Uh, we all do know he does a lot of great things uh, out, outside of that uh, uh, self-hatred per se, <laughs> and uh, put some uh, great great shows together with his involvement. Like I said, we would we mentioned respect res- women's wrestling as well as uh, lucha libre and last, which of course we got a show here in just a, a, about a week, so that's going to be fun to get yeah. back get back there and. And uh, full capacity for our first show in a long time. Uh, for full capacity show, I should say, in a long time. So that's going to be uh, great as well. So, yep, tickets are still available. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to get that get that cheap plug in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to step back a little bit. Uh, you 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 mentioned, and I wanted to ask you about this and what your opinion is, since since it's kind of uh, you've kind of alluded to it. When tag teams were a thing back in the day, per se, versus like kind of like how things are now with, especially that WWE product and just throwing two singles wrestlers together, and make a tag team week to week and making it so boring in my opinion. Um, so the the when tag teams were a thing, I mean, did that really kind of highlight what your experience was and kind of really drove your passion for uh, being a fan? Definitely, because you, how should I explain this? It was, it was more action. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, you have more things going on, but you saw actual teamwork. You saw two people in the ring that are reading each other. They know exactly what they need to do, and they're putting on a hell of a match. So you have a hell of a story going on with not just one person. You have two people that have to know how to actually work together and bring that story to life. Yeah. And that's what I really enjoyed. Yeah. Would you agree with this this thought, too? When it comes to tag, When it comes to wrestling, when you have a tag team, you're able to push the action a lot more than when you know breaking the fourth wall when you have just two singles wrestlers you're not going to have a lot of rest holds and you know and like slow maneuvers and things of that nature because you know you're trying to 
get a single wrestler to go through, you know, two opponents, of course, to get through the entire match. With the tag team, you've got three other people that can carry the ball. Exactly. And then also something important with tag team is it's not where, okay, I only like one person in this tag team. Mm -hmm. When you have a true tag team, you actually love this tag team. Both people, they bring something. If one is lacking, the other one is going to bring it. Um, which is, it's unfortunately unfortunate, but that's what's lacking today. Like really good tag team wrestling. And as much as I love new Japan, there's only just a couple of true tag teams that they have because everyone else is single that they, you know, put together. Right. Yes. I think we're definitely missing that like real good tag teams. Yeah. And I I, I have to say, that's why I enjoy a a, plug for JK pop because you know, (laughs) They, <laughs> you know, they they work together and they definitely try to like read each other and know you know what's going on in the ring so i do applaud them for that yeah now like, don't say don't tell them i said anything nice <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to listen to this themselves so <laughs> uh, I, I i wanted and i want i know we're gonna i told you we're gonna get into uh uh new japan in a short while but uh, speaking of, you know, you, you just mentioned you like, you, would you like one, but kind of by default, I liking the other member of a tag team. Now in this particular situation with, uh, since Jeff Hardy is your, one of your favorites, how does it feel that you've got these Jeff and Matt broken up, not necessarily even more than just as a tag team, but they're in just, they're in two total different companies now. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? You know, it, what, it doesn't, it... it doesn't bother me. Okay. It really doesn't um, because I feel like that era of what they did is gone. Okay. Um, even though if they ever, and when they do get together, like you definitely feel it just like when Christian and edge reunited, mm-hmm. all those memories came back and just like flooded me of when I was watching them as a tag team. But that chemistry and what they had is really not there anymore. Um, so it really doesn't bother me too much. Okay. You so, know. So do you feel like since you've like I said since you mentioned like for example Christian and Edge, so when they do, when say a team like this or or the Hardys they get back together for that you know quote unquote one night only or kind of a, a special thing, do you feel like that uh, just kind of may you know brings up oh we're gonna see something special? It's gonna like you said bring back the memories and it's going to be able to put a lot of great uh, exclamation points on, on a career and, and, and me as a fan and, and me as my fandom. Yeah, I think, you know, we definitely get that pop. You know, we get that excitement, um, which I would never turn down Matt and Jeff, you know, getting back together right. um, or just doing that one match. I think it would be fantastic because, again, it brings back those happy memories that you had of, growing up with his amazing tag team wrestling. Um, I would never take away from that. I would never expect it to be like it was because of course they're much older now. <laughs> and I don't say they, they're, you know, they're going to do what they used to do back in the day, but yeah, I would be excited for it no matter what. Yeah. Uh, hot, uh, hot topic question kind of off the cuff. Do you think uh, if uh, even if uh, Matt Hardy still was under contract with uh, AEW and they were there was an opportunity for them to get back together, 
under the WWE umbrella under a WWE event at WWE pay-per-view, do you think AEW would allow it? Because I know AEW, of course, is working with a lot of other companies, but do you think they t- could ever have a partnership? I, no, with I, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it happening because if we're just mainly talking about, I guess, like, you know, Matt and Jeff, I think Matt has some, like, you know, heat with the the E, as I oh, call it. Okay. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I really don't see that happening. And to tell you the truth, it's not something that I'm just like, oh, my God, I really want to see. I feel like it needs to happen, like, organically. Because if you're just going to push it together, what uh, what's happening now, where everything is just jam-packed and, oh, we have to do this because the fans want to see it, and then it just kind of falls short. yeah then I don't want that. I want something that's organic, that both guys are happy to do, they want to do. There's no, you know, BS on any side. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, so so, so no pushing, not even uh, like a, you know, like WWE does the, uh, the retro Raw, you know, shows every once in a while and things like that. So unless it's, unless it's genuine and it's genuine from both sides, I don't want to see it because no matter what, you can always read it in the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you, you really can. Um, so that's just my stance on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I just was, yeah, I just was curious about your uh, insight on that. What your, what your, what your thoughts are. Uh, so kind of uh, transitioning from there, how did you uh, make the, the jump to, uh, Watching Lucha, watching WWF, uh, WWE, and now with uh, New Japan uh, being your favorite uh, promotion yep. and, and, and wrestlers and uh, kind of inspiring a lot of things you do, uh, uh, you know, in uh, with the with your life and, and, and your hobbies and your interests. Uh, how did you get tuned into that? Uh, so I stopped watching wrestling for a, a long period of time. Okay. Um. Then in 2017, in the beginning of the year, I stumbled upon a picture of a guy. And he he looked badass. He had, you know, curly white and black hair. And this Terminator kind of looked to him. He, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know who he was. But all I knew was this picture just kind of drew me. And then I found out that was Kenny Omega. Oh. Well, a couple of nights then I was kind of surfing the TV and I came across Access TV. And lo and behold, guess who's on my TV? Hmm. Kenny Omega. So I was like, this is interesting. So the funny thing is the first match I ever saw with New Japan was uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11. uh, The first Kenny Omega versus Okada. And what, so that was my introduction to New Japan, which is our plus long freaking epic match, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and this was this and was that, this was uh-huh. like when Access uh, TV was doing the uh, the the segments of uh, part one, part two, part three, part exactly. four of Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wrestle so Kingdom this was is like huge. a couple months after, <laughs> right? Like Wrestle Kingdom. So I was just like. I've never seen anything like that before. I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, okay. Then, you know, I tuned in again. And then what kept me, here comes out, there's another match, and then here comes out Los Incobenables de Japón. Yeah. And Naito comes out. 
And I don't know what happened, but I was like, this guy. He completely had my intention. He was just fabulous coming out, amazing in the ring. And he was this asshole heel that I just completely fell in love with. Loved it. So because of him, I wanted to watch more. Even though I was, my mind was blown with Kenny Omega versus Okada, number one, because, I mean, that's amazing. But seeing Naito was it for me. And so I kept tuning in, and then I got the subscription to uh, New Japan World, and it just went from there. Because during that time, they were actually going to do their first show in the United States. Right. So then the English commentary kind of came on, and it was more interactive. Yeah. So I uh, was introduced to New Japan because of Kenny Omega, but I stayed for Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> uh, that's I, I love that. That's that's uh, that that we should put on the. Uh, that should be a, a headline. That should be a, a clip of uh, of, of that. So just just so just actually just a a few short years ago for about four years ago that that you got uh, caught up on that just doing the the channel surfing. Now when you found New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling there on Access TV, what were some of your first thoughts of like, oh here's looks like this looks like professional wrestling, but what else were you thinking? I mean, did you find it a little bit different than you remembered when you were watching, uh, like for example, the WWF? Oh, definitely. Um, I it looked it looks more real, and they're a little more extreme in Japan. Let's mm-hmm. be for real; they they, yeah. they do take it to like eleven over there, yeah. and I really enjoyed that. But what I enjoyed more was they're not talking in the ring. When they get in the ring, it's just action. Right. I don't have to sit through like a 10 minute promo for a three minute match. I am getting what I actually want to see, which is wrestling. Yeah. I'm getting these amazing characters with great visual that know how to put on a show. Yeah. And that's what I enjoy. I enjoy watching wrestling. I enjoy a great, storyline and that's why new japan keeps me so with naito i've been following his storyline for four plus years yeah and i can tell you for um one of the tournaments he needed one win to go to wrestle kingdom to get a shot at the belt because you know naito he's always trying to go after the iwgp heavyweight belt and he lost. I bawled my eyes out. Oh. I was getting ready for work. It's like six in the morning. Uh, and he lost that match. And I was crying like a little baby. And I didn't realize how just attached and how invested I was in his storyline. Until that moment where he lost, he was not going to wrestle King. There was no chance of him getting that belt that year. 
And I was devastated and completely heartbroken that that happened. And I love that New Japan does that for me. Yeah. I was just going to ask you about that. Do you feel uh, that, well, first of all, have you uh, connected with any other, uh, you know, New Japan fans that are as dedicated in watching it as, as yourself? I have. And what's great about that, because I've gone to a lot of um, New Japan shows here in the States, mm-hmm. and I've met a great amount of people that to this day I keep in touch with. It's one of those where, you know, I go to California, I have a place to stay. I um, talk to I I'm watching these people's children grow because that's how close you become. But yes, they're the same thing where it's like, you know, they're they're texting you. Oh, my God. Have you seen this? What do you think? What is going to happen? I can't believe this happened. And you and the investment is definitely there. And people just get so excited. Um, And from the people I've met and even I have friends in Japan that I speak to. almost like on a daily basis because I've met, you know, through new Japan. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of, you were kind of leading me to what my next question is. Do you feel that as a, as a fan or fans, you're like, you, if you want to speak for your fellow fans, do you feel like the ones that are really, you know, no pun intended or pun intended gung ho about the new Japan, uh, wrestling, that company that they get more invested in, the the characters the the wrestlers the storylines because like you said uh for uh for him he, his his path to getting a title shot was such a long uh process to get there and just to be cut off at the last moment yeah definitely and that's the thing so um something that i personally feel that wrestling is missing is storyline and I mean, good, like, in, I want to be invested storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel like everything's kind of rushed. You have a storyline that starts and then you're like, okay, what the hell happened to it? How did we get here? You know, there, and that's what we're missing. Yeah. At least that's how I feel that we're missing. And with New Japan, they give that to me. For, like Shingo, for instance. You know, he comes in. Shingo is amazing. I mean, that man is just spectacular and look at everything he did when he was a junior with his matches with show and then right where you think they're going to give him the belt it was done he did not get that he did not win you know and then you see him kind of progress and then now he's went from juniors you know now he's in the heavyweights and again and you see his story he's building he's this big guy and he's kicking everybody's ass but then at the end it's like uh we're going to give you that win but now we're going to take it away and then you get invested in the story and you're going along with his struggles but you're going along with his wins and then now look at him you know he has the belt and that's the type of story that you want to follow that keeps somebody invested and keeps them coming back that's the whole point why do I keep coming back? It's been four plus years. I have invested a lot of money to go to their shows whenever they come to the United States. Um, I buy a lot of their merch and because I'm invested. They, they keep me entertained with their entire roster, to tell you the truth. Even Yoshihashi. Yeah. You know, people could bitch about him, but even with him, he has that 
something that just keeps you coming back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. But kind of, I was going to um, add on to when you talk about uh, storylines because new Japan is definitely hitting the, the longer storylines and like, say like you were kind of alluding to the, the national promotions that the, the E and uh, the, well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't probably even say the impact their, their, their storylines are so short. They're just trying to get from, uh, pay-per-view to pay-per-view instead of uh, doing a lot of callbacks in these these storylines where like New Japan does a good job. I personally think AEW does a, a good job because they're also not AEW, for example, isn't putting on a pay-per-view every single month. So they're they're giving it's, you know, every few months. So they're they're building, you know, they're trying to purposely build a lot longer storyline, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and, and again, this is all, you know, wrestling is one of those where everybody's perspective is so different mm-hmm. and everybody's opinion is so different. But I, I really just enjoy that I can come back, you know, even if I don't watch, you know, life gets in the way and I may not watch New Japan for, let's say, you know, a couple of weeks, a month or so, but I come back and I know I can catch up with a story because it's it's in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, there it's not with words; it's with actual wrestling. Yeah, and in the, and, and the, in the time I really that, enjoy that. Yeah, and the, and the for, you know, I don't know New Japan all too well. I mean, I'm a casual follower. To be completely honest, I try to catch as much as I possibly can to keep on keep up with uh, what's going on there. But to me, it seems like anytime they do words, it's kind of it's different. I I like it. It's STD. It's something totally different. They they do it like they do it like the, the news conference type stuff where they got the background and, you know, and they're calling out their opponent after the match, you know, it's like, Oh, you caught me this time, but I'm going to get you next time. Kind of things. I love that. <laughs> you know, I do too, because it's brief. Yeah. And again, they're, you know, the talking is done in the ring with actual wrestling. And then, you know, you go in the back and you kind of do like a couple of minutes, like shit talk. And then you're on your way. Yeah. And I feel Personally, that is really something that a lot of other companies do not do. Yeah. You know, and again, this is why I keep keep going back to them and I'm so invested in them because I want to watch wrestling. I really want to hear you talk. And that's what I get from them. Right. Yeah. Um, So what I was going to ask you next, uh, are you one of those fans that, since you've got that uh, subscription to uh, to World, do you, are you the one of those fans that when uh, Wrestle Kingdom is premiering, you get up uh, in the middle of the night to uh, watch it live? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Um, it's just I've I've done it. Yeah. Since 2018. Yeah. Uh, it's just something that it in you know and half the time I have to go to work. You know, so I, I may get like a couple of, I go to bed like really, really early, summer alarm clock. Yeah. And at like 12, one o'clock in the morning, I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> um, I've, I've done it every year. And it's funny because when Naito finally won both belts, um, of course, it's over here. It's maybe like what, like three in the morning. And I am yelling on the top of my freaking lungs <laughs> that Naito won both belts. 
But that's what is so fun about it. And I love that at 31 years old, I still have that excitement for wrestling that I had when I was six years old. Yeah. And that's what New Japan gives me. It gives me that good feeling and enjoyment. Um, even if I'm in my living room watching it or I'm at an actual live show watching it, it it really makes me happy. And, yeah, that's why I stick with it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's great. Um, I'm going to... Uh... I'm going to clip that from what you just said. I'm going to tell the the listeners and add something to you also said is that uh, there's there's something for everybody. If you, if you love professional wrestling, there's going to be uh, a, a company, a brand, uh, wrestlers that you're you're going to like. You just matter of finding uh, what it is and to add on to what you just said. Um, the way that you're going to be able to find it is when you started watching wrestling, whether it was six years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, whatever it was, put yourself in that mindset, start watching the, the wrestling that that's you got around you on TV, whatever you've got stuff locally, find the one that is hitting your, your younger self and you're going to find your favorite. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because um the the recent uh, one of the recent seminars I'd gone to uh, for uh, Bob Evans was in and one of his quotes was uh, and I think he put this out on hopefully on the the internet but it's also something good to, for the listeners to know and the wrestlers to know too is when you're inside that ring be that wrestler that the ten year old self is going to be able to watch and enjoy so so be that wrestler when you're inside of that ring and I thought that was such a great uh, piece of advice that all the guys and the gals that were attending that seminar could could take to heart and make their performance so you know uh, so exceptional and I was like when I heard that I was like even though I'm not I don't get in the ring but I was just like that's a great a great piece of advice so when you said that about being six year old and, and liking that I was like I saw both those great parallels because I was like that's going to be something that's going to be enjoyable for everybody for to, that's listening to this so those two two pieces of uh, fun things Um. so let me ask you this. We got the New Japan Pro Wrestling that you're a fandom of. Now, how did you find the independent scene? Uh, how did you get introduced? Uh, the the whole gambit. How how'd that come to uh, to your life there? Okay, so how that started was um, New Japan went to Cow Palace. Okay. Uh, and I stumbled upon um, King of the Indies, uh, which was a stack show. I mean, it had just it was a bunch of people, you know, it had Brody King, it had Taya Vakery, um, Jeff Cobb. Uh, it was just a bunch of indie wrestlers and there it uh, was a big show over there um, in a little auditorium in this, you know, in San Francisco, um, and I randomly stumbled upon it. So I went that night, and that was my first quote-unquote indie show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come back to Colorado. I kind of just start connecting that with people because I just went to one big show. And, you know, you start kind of talk. Because when you go to wrestling shows, you talk to people. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, you know, with social media, you're going to connect with, you know, with friends. And then I started to connect with a couple of people here in Colorado and I saw IWC. And that was mainly because Jeff Cobb right. was going to be there. So, of course, you know, that helped as well. Um, and what's funny about that was my first indie show here in Colorado. And uh, what was great about that show was uh, Delta <laughs> was in a match and a homeboy went off the top rope and actually pretty much landed on my lap. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he completely like messed up, <laughs> landed on my lap and he looked at me, he was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yes, get back in the ring. <sighs> and that opened the door to a really great kayfabe like relationship I have with him. And also to more shows in Colorado. So that kind of opened the door for me to now research and look into, okay, what are indie product, you know, productions. And when I actually went to, um, WrestleCon in, uh, New York, when new Japan went to Madison square garden, well, I took that whole week and I pretty much was like, I am going to eat, breathe and sleep wrestling. And we're going to go to every show. And we went to so many so that definitely helped. And just, you know, just being online and seeing people share these horrible flyers, like <laughs> 98% of the time. And, you know, it kind of just opened the door to the indie scene and meeting people. And what's great about Colorado is how a lot of them are really welcoming. Yeah. You know, like I will never forget, again, that first show, Meeting Joe, Provider. Yeah he completely opened his arms to me and like the primo's family. So that definitely helped kind of open my eyes to, you know, there's more out there. Right now, uh, stepping back a couple of things I wanted to ask you about that you just mentioned. So now this, uh, missed, uh, missed, uh, guided, uh, leap from, uh, from Delta junior, is that why he uh, hides his face from you all the times? Because he's uh, like embarrassed or something? It, we have <laughs> such a for like three plus I don't know like three four years now we've had this quite crazy <laughs> relationship. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy? That man has been to my house. Yeah, and he still wore a mask <laughs> at the AEW show when they were here in Colorado. He was right next to me taking pictures with me, and I had no idea until he texted me them. Well, yeah, he does that to me, too. Yeah. Well, so it's not... just one of those where, yeah. you know, it, it's it's a really fun, but I just say, you know, that's our, that's just our kayfabe because for, like, four plus years that we've been friends, I have not seen his face. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, it's crazy. Like, everybody else is, like, won't let me see his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 mine is mine isn't necessary he's not next to me but he like he'll take pictures of me when i'm not looking in that general direction where he's at so i'll be like you know talking to somebody or i'll be you know sitting you know in the uh in the crowd or something and he'll just like take a picture and then give me the you know the high sign and that kind of stuff but it just it's like it's so fun 
it's and that, that's that's like you said a part of the community of, of this getting into this where uh you and i are at uh it's 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 about making those connections about having fun and and, and enjoying this uh would would you agree with that oh definitely definitely it's about you know making the connections when you go to these indie shows it's not just the wrestling is interacting with everyone yeah and you know from that you get to know people which it makes it more fun because when we go to these shows hey i get to see you and i get to see so and so and so and so you know it's not like we get some life is crazy it's not like we get to meet up and talk all the time but at that point we can we can have drinks we can laugh and then we watch some kick-ass wrestling and that's what that whole formula makes it uh, so speaking of enjoying the wrestling, uh, hot button topic question, maybe making these connections and getting, uh, these, uh, guys and gals that are now becoming our, our, our good friends. Do you find it hard to, in particular, boo somebody, one of these uh, friends that's a heel, uh, but you know, you've got to do it just because you're trying to play your part. Absolutely not. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. I, it's pretty well known fact that Chongo is my partner. Right. You know, um, I hate the showman. <laughs> I hate the showman. So when he's out there, I am booing this man. <laughs> That's it. And hello, we live together. Hello. Like we have a family. We are it. And I am booing him because I don't like that character. So we can be great friends, uh, my part, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when I'm sitting in that chair, I am a fan. Our friendship is put aside. Our relationship is put aside. And I'm there just to watch wrestling. That's it. Yeah, and and speaking of this, and uh, we can uh, edit this out if we need to, but do you find uh, in in this particular situation, like since you mentioned it, uh, does it help? Do you feel like it helps make a stronger relationship, for example, with you and you and Chongo being able to make that separation of here's the here's the mad showman, here's who he is in the ring. I like you said. I hate him. I hate the bad showman. But when, when you know breaking kayfabe, we do know that uh, Chongo can switch that on and off fairly easily. And so when you guys are yourselves outside of the ring, when that is the outside world, and when you're in your private life, do you feel like that builds a better relationship for the two of you? Definitely. You know, there is a, um, you know, your persona. Yeah where he is who he is in the ring and in this life. And then I get a part where nobody gets to see. Yeah. That's, that's mine, right. you know? Um, and then, you know, we play it up and I play it up too when we're together out, you know, at a show. <laughs> Cause you have to, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. And there's people, you know, I've been very lucky that I get to speak with, and build relationships with wrestlers from big other companies yeah. and get to see that side where, you know, um, I have, 
a great, you know, friendship with somebody from Bullet Club. And, you know, when we're talking, that's completely different when that person's in the ring. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't bother me. And I can definitely, it doesn't change who they are. Or it doesn't take something away. For instance, when I met Minoru Suzuki, I walked into that room and that was the most intimidating man I have ever just met in my life. Then he put his arm around me and he like started making goofy faces. (laughs) This is Minoru Suzuki making goofy faces and like just being silly. It doesn't take away that this man in the ring is a total fucking badass. Right. You know, but that doesn't bother me. And um, I have that distinction of, you know, what is a person in the ring and a person outside of it? Yeah. That's so true. Uh, so next next question for you, and I alluded to it very at the very beginning of this uh, interview. You have interests in, uh, would you call it um, uh, customizing, enhancing uh, clothing, making it unique? Uh, wh- what what do you call it yourself? What 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 do you how do you describe it? Um. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> so essentially, I I just make themed jackets and vests. Yeah, and how did you come up with that idea mm-hmm. to start doing that? Um, you know, it first started with uh, a Nido jacket. I don't. I I really like. You know, when you ever see like punk rock, they have like a battle vest. Yeah. And I I really like that. But I don't like to wear vests. I like wearing leather jackets. And I don't like a plain leather jacket, and I wanted something fun. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I was just kind of experimenting, and I I buy a lot of wrestling shirts. So I started to cut them up. And I was like, hmm, what happens if I sew it on a jacket? And then it kind of went from there. And then it evolved where I learned how to use studs and how to place them properly and how to, you know, add different things and different aspects. Um, so it's pretty cool. And how far my jackets actually have gone, I, I don't ever realize until, like, people be like, oh, yeah, I've seen your jackets. And I've spoken to other wrestlers that I'm here, like, all giddy to meet them. And they're like, oh, I've seen your jackets. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's a hobby. Yeah. Um, I do it for just a, a small amount of people. I've been asked by some good names to do it, which I've turned down because it's something that I do for a select. You know, I, I have to really like you and I'll do it for you. Right. Um, and it, it, it's my hobby. It's my my work life, my life in general is pretty crazy. So when I get to sit down and incorporate wrestling into fashion, mm-hmm. then I have a really good time, you know, creating something. Yeah. And, and if I could be so bold in, in asking this question, I think uh, one of, and I think when I saw this particular jacket, I'll get to here in a moment. I, I think you also are very selective uh, when it, like you said, when it comes to that, and you want the reason why you're making uh, something for somebody 
to have a purpose and have a reason. And in my particular case, the one that kind of pops to my head when I first saw him wear it was, was filter. Yes. I mean, what, you know, what he was, what, you know, I'm, you know, heart, heart filled, you know, what he is, of course, you know, doing inside the ring with, uh, of course, be a black life matters. I totally support that. And to be able then to have, you know, him to, you know, showcase uh, your work and, uh, you know, in to be honored that he is using your work to also mm-hmm. present that message. I mean, how does that feel? I just, it makes my heart happy Yeah. when I see him wearing it. So the whole, so Filter, I first came across Filter at Triple L and he blew my mind. And actually after his match, he sat behind me and I turned around and I told him, oh my God, you are just amazing. From that moment, I was a Filter fan and there's just something about him. that's genuine that i truly love like you mess with filter i will kick your ass i don't care who you are that's my guy (laughs) and when i you know during last year um primos was you know putting shows together uh that supported black lives matter right and i saw filter at one of the shows and for some reason you know you know at that time his gear was a little plain and I was like, I'm making him a vest. I just wanted him to wear something. And I wanted him to find, not saying that he doesn't have confidence, but I wanted him to find more confidence. Mm. I wanted him to have one piece where that just showcased when he walks out that I am that man. I am that badass. And to me, he is larger than life. But why not put a battle vest on him? But let's put something on him that's going to have meaning. So there was a lot of going back and forth. First of all, I asked him and I was like, hey, I want to gift you something. Um, This is on me 100%. Can I do it for you? I said, you don't know what I'm going to do, but I want to do this for you. And he gave me his blessing. And I went back and forth on a lot of things and conversed. Um, you know, with people, you know, that knew him and just kind of going back and forth. And I knew that, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter was important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that, you know, he was talking about. And I figured, you know what? This is going to be good for him. So I got all my materials, which was hard because he's a big boy. Yeah. I have to say and finding a vest for him was a hell of a challenge, but I found one and I think he looks fantastic in it. Um, so anyways, when I gave him that vest at, um, one of the black life matter shows, the one that, uh, Primo's did at your mom's house, um, I presented him this vest and just seeing his face and how happy he was and just, when he came out that night, there was this confidence in him mm-hmm. that just shined a little bit more. Yeah. So I personally feel like, you know, 
it takes one piece of clothing to make you feel better or give you a little more confidence. And I think that vest really kind of just helped him, you know, now he has new gear. Yeah. And he is so proud of that vest and so proud of his gear. So it just warms my heart that he loves it and he's embracing it and and it's working out for him. Yeah. It's been, it's been a great, it's been a great catalyst for him. Cause one thing I, one thing I noticed is first time I've saw him in that vest is that he's not doing anything different necessarily um, that he normally does. Like when on his uh, ring entrances or anything like that, but it enhances it so much um, just because it's like, it's, all eyes on me you know nobody's everybody's paying attention to him and it helps put him over it makes his presence is like i'm standing in the ring now i'm ready to battle i mean it's it's, it's just yeah. what i what i've seen i definitely agree and i get it just that one piece where you have you know you have studs you have the light shining on it and then he turns around you have a, a very beautiful symbol on it yeah. and you have him so they they work really well together. Yeah, and it just it just proves the point uh, that I think everybody has been trained. Everybody in the professional wrestling has been trained is that you need to be a complete package to make a uh, make an impact, make that connection to uh, from you know from that ring to the audience. You know, if you can make that one connection uh, every single time, you're doing something right. So, so along with this, um, uh, so I would imagine now that people in the industry have seen these uh, vests and jackets uh, roll out on a lot of the the uh, the the wrestlers out there, that you have probably been uh, inundated with uh, requests, and like you said, you've uh, turned some down. What is it uh, that uh, makes you say yes? Is that there is that there a certain uh, theme or is it a certain aspect or a certain message that you want to do or is there something that you uh, decide to do because you want to try to do something with a particular uh, jacket for a particular wrestler and enhancing them or, or whatever what is it what is your, th- your thought process of when you uh, why you say yes to a, a certain person um so it comes down to essentially what they want Okay. Is it going to give me a challenge? Mm-hmm. Or am I just going to do like something cookie cutter? Um, are you going to give me creative freedom? I feel like if I'm making something, then I want it to be my idea, <clears throat> my vision. I'm very hard headed. So it's either my way or like no way <laughs> when <laughs> it comes to like a vest. And, um, and I just have to, essentially, what it really comes down to, this is a hobby for me. It's not a job. Right. Um, because once I start telling people, and even people that have the money, once I start telling them the price, they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, you don't understand all the work, the material that goes into this and the hours um, 
that it takes to make a vest or a jacket. Right. Um, so essentially for me to say yes to, to you, I have to actually like you as a person. And also I have to like the idea that, you know, that, that we come up with. Right. The, 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 the little bit of collaboration of, uh, you know, what's it going to do for your character? You know, how's it going to work? How's it going to look on you? The whole aspect. Of course. It's not something I'm just going to make something and be like, okay, here you go. Yeah. Um, Personally, because I enjoy doing this, this is me getting away from the world, you know, just life. I could just concentrate on something like this. I don't want it to be something that I'm not enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't enjoy doing it, then I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you, so it kind of, you know, beats the purpose. Yeah. You want to make sure that uh, when you are, once you are done with uh, this project, that it's going to, uh, be reflective of the 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 care, the passion, and like you said, not the cookie cutter. It's gonna be it's gonna be something something unique, something that hasn't been done before. It's gonna be different than the last one, or the first one, or the next one. Yeah, and you know, and um, just to get a little more personal, with I'm in the funeral business. I work a lot. So I treasure my hobbies and my interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and wrestling takes me away from my quote-unquote, you know, adult life. Yeah. Um, I can have fun. I don't just think of doom and gloom. Um, I could really just be myself and essentially in a lot of ways kind of let my guard down and just have fun and not think so when i am making a a jacket my brain kind of just shuts down and i really don't think and i just create Mm -hmm. uh if if that makes sense yeah yeah so to me to make something for someone um it has to be special to me and i want to be interested in it and i also want them to love it but i don't want it to just fall flat Right. Yeah, it's got it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be purposeful. It's got to be there's got to be a reason why uh, this is going to be uh, wished into existence per se. <laughs> yeah, and just because you're a wrestler doesn't mean I'm going to make it for you. Yeah. Uh, no matter how much I like you, and um, no matter what, you still have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Well, all the wrestlers sh- wrestlers. Um, should know that uh, these things cost just like you know them getting their ring gear. You know, it's it's a it's an expense, and that's uh, something that uh, goes along with the business, as the cliche goes. You know, yeah, you'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to put a little positive spin uh, out of there course, in the business yeah. <laughs> as well. So that that's great. Uh, so um. In your in your fandom, um, when it comes to uh, the the watching, the experiencing live in person, what have been some of your like uh, favorite uh, memorable moments that you've uh, been uh, a witness to? Like I said, either in person or just uh, viewing, like on the TV. My most favorite moment uh, involves my brother. So, I this is. T 
teenage Tiffany, um, before I left home, I bought tickets to see a WWE show um, that I was going to take my brother to. Uh, you know, life kind of got in the way. I ended up moving out of the house sooner than I expected, so I couldn't take my brother to that show. Oh. I left him the tickets, so him and my stepdad went. Well, um, what was it, 2019, I believe? Um, that's when New Japan had the show in Madison Square Garden, and WrestleCon was in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my family's in New York. Uh, so I bought tickets, and it was a three-day, like, you know, affair. So I got pretty much, it was me and my brother, and I was like, we're going to WrestleCon, and we're going to see every single wrestling show. And that's what we did. So watching my brother get to see DDT out of all the wrestling promotions, which is so much fun, yeah. and getting to see Rev Pro. Like, my brother from front row got to see um, Will Ospreay with uh, Takahashi. Um, and who was it? Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. And has he ever um, been able to experience uh, any of the, uh, uh, you know, the wrestlers of, of that caliper, you know, that are, you know. That this was aren't... his first time. Okay. Seeing something like this. Right. And um, he, just seeing his reaction, especially watching DDT. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're freaking crazy. So seeing his reaction, I think that's why I enjoyed more than watching <laughs> Like the actual shows, yeah. and again, like you have Minoru Suzuki like in your face, and this kid really doesn't know who the hell he is, but he is having like the time of his life, yeah. and that really made it for me, where um, that I got to do that uh, with my brother, and then of course you know getting to see um. Okada in Madison Square Garden win back the belt was freaking amazing. Yeah, definitely. So, so true. Oh, and just to, uh, a correction, uh, it's oh. Will ha- Osprey with Tanahashi, not Takahashi. <laughs> oh, 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 well, I, 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 yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, their names are just always so similar, but yes. Right. Um, so just, you know, taking him that adventure of uh, that we had with WrestleCon and, you know, going to Madison Square Garden and going to a couple of other shows really just meant the world to me. So that is one of my all time favorite. That's awesome. That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, um, one of my um, all time favorite memories is of course uh, me getting to go with uh, my brother from another mother. We got to go to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas uh, there was a fun uh, weekend that we got to go do, so that's going to be one of mine to uh, to do. So that's that's great uh, as well. So yeah, it's it's not necessarily um, uh, like it's a great point to not necessarily be pinpointing a a match, but an experience is is kind of what I'm getting to. Yeah, and that's. That is the highlight for me, getting to experience that with my brother. 
because again, that's something that I missed out with him when I was a teenager that I really wanted to take him to. So I got that. But we're talking about like just my, you know, non-personal like experiences. Um, Going to Cow Palace was pretty cool because that place is pretty old. But yeah. doing the meet and greet, that was my first like New Japan meet and greet mm-hmm. um, where I finally got to meet Naito. I was first in line and I was a nerd that I dressed up like him <laughs> <laughs> and had the bear and everything. So you walk in this room and there's Naito in his white suit and he looks like perfection. And I'm just like, this, like nervous wreck that I have walked into the room with Naito. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I love about the new Japan guys, they're so down to earth and so freaking sweet to their fans. Yeah. They really are. But um, so that experience where we're taking pictures and I get a hug from him and in not the best English, he's thanking me and says how great my outfit looks, that he was happy I bought because um, he has shoes with uh, pro wrestling tees. And he thanked me for buying his shoes and he loved that I had the bear and he was telling me this. And I'm just like, oh my God, Nida was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he is so grateful and he was so happy. And that was, it's just an amazing experience. That's great. That's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, you know, um, Tiffany, I think that might be a, uh, fantastic uh, point uh, to uh, put on this uh, conversation. Normally, uh, when it comes to all everybody I talk with, I do uh, ask them to like plug their social media because they've got shows upcoming or merch to sell or things of that nature. Not necessarily with uh, with a fan, but what I'd like to ask you is, um, do you have any like uh, parting words of wisdom? Uh, things that you'd like to maybe uh, emphasize for for the listeners, uh, you know, maybe get out there, support uh, the indie wrestlers and in particular things of that nature. What would you like to say to the listeners? Definitely support indie wrestling. It doesn't matter if they're your friends. Buy their shirts. Don't expect anything for free. Support them. Buy tickets to shows. Awesome. Just, Great. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, just, just don't expect anything and from anyone. And please support with your wallets. They do need it. That's that's really what I want to get across. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 you and you never know. Would you, I hope you agree with this. You, you never know uh, by do, by supporting that. You never know, um, you know, how you're going to be uh, paid back. Uh, you know, in in the future, you know, with whatever you're experienced, you know, it's one of those things that's just uh, do do what you feel like doing. Um, you know, be nice, uh, be be cordial. Uh, like I said, be supportive and it's going to all work out in the end. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing is just, uh, just get, get out there. If it's something you enjoy, uh, you know, why not get out there and, um, have fun with your, your fandom. And I mean, that's, that's all about, because we do need, 
like you said, what you kind of mentioned to before, you kind of need that little escape. You need to be able to compartmentalize uh, your your uh, your real life with your fun life, and you've uh, got to be able to you know that difference between am I uh, living to work or am I working to live? So yeah, life is really short. Have fun. If you're watching something that you don't like, you know, turn it off. Find something that you like. And that's with wrestling. It's not going to be, not every show, not every wrestler, not every promotion is going to be your cup of tea. Find what you like and love it and have a good time doing it. That means supporting the indies and supporting your friends, then do it. If that means going to a WWE show, AEW show, New Japan, Impact, no matter the promotion, as long as you are having a good time and you are enjoying yourself, that's all that matters. So anybody else can suck it. (laughs) Don't care what they have to say. Just enjoy yourself and enjoy wrestling because that's what wrestling is. Yeah. Just kick ass, have fun, and who cares? So that's my that's my parting words. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you don't if you don't like something, you know what? Suck it. Find something that you do like. <laughs> yeah. And if you, and if you can't if you can't uh, figure that out, uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, give you some pointers and we'll get you we'll get you steered in the right direction. Exactly. Once again, a huge thank you to Miss Tiffany for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and giving a, a lot of uh, great insight on uh, fandom, uh, participating in fandom, making connections, and making this a community is what I'm kind of trying to emphasize with these uh, fellow fan uh, interviews. Now, uh, let's uh, do a uh, week in review of what I got to experience this uh, past week when it comes to the professional wrestling and that was of course i was at the uh, two-day extravaganza with rocky mountain pro milestone weekend starting off friday night with the colorado cup and then on saturday with the milestone 11 rocky mountain pros anniversary show it was a fantastic night uh of course uh, a lot of great matches and uh highlighted be by the uh, induction of the uh, first wrestler to the Rocky Mountain Pro Hall of Fame, Hoodlum. And that was uh, so great to see Mercury Matt Yaden induct Hoodlum uh, because these guys have a lengthy relationship, ups, downs. uh, But the most important thing that was kind of uh, brought to it uh, out of the whole thing was the passion for wrestling and uh, that was something that uh, Hoodie definitely wanted to uh, emphasize that uh, you can make this uh, be a stepping stone for things that you'd like to do uh, with your life and you don't have to necessarily get stuck in this and just basically enjoy it and uh, you know just keep taking those steps and you'll be just fine. Then on uh, Saturday, of course, we had the Milestone 11. A lot of great matches, a lot of those championships. 
Uh, got to see, of course, uh, Unholy Trinity. Once again, retain, uh, get that uh, Lock Edge Championship. I knew that she was uh, really active and wanted to uh, retain that once again or regain that once again, I should say. And then all the other matches uh, we've had uh, going on there as well it was a fantastic, long, but well worth well worth being in attendance for that. And, of course, then also getting to meet the... Uh, uh, dudes and Belts uh, guys from the Dudes and Belt Chatcast on Twitch. So that was good to see them as well coming in and visiting us at uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. And then, of course, let's, we're going to give a, a shout-out to uh, Primos. Uh, they had a, a, night, a show on that Saturday night as well. I uh, saw that uh, Tony Morales made his uh, return to the ring, so that was great to see there, as well as uh, them crowning their uh, next... Uh, Omega-9 champion Sage Sin, so great to see all that there. Now, what do we got uh, coming up uh, this upcoming weekend? Uh, Miss Tiffany did say that one thing that we should uh, emphasize is that we got the return of Lucha Libre and Laughs full capacity happening uh, at the uh, Oriental Theater. It's going to be great matches. We're going to see uh, Heather Moreau back, uh, finally uh, being able to uh, get here and defend her uh, women's championship uh, for Lucha Libre and Laughs, as well as, of course, who the heck is Anaya going to be fighting? Always surprises going to be uh, here for Lucha Libre and Laughs. So if you haven't got tickets, get them now. As soon as you're done listening to this, head over to the Oriental Theater's website, uh, orientaltheater.com. Click on the Lucha Libre and Laughs event for July 9th and get your tickets. I hope to see all of you there. And then on uh, Saturday the uh, 10th, uh, RCW Renegade Championship uh, Wrestling is also having their next uh, show. And that is coming from the... Mountain View Core of Knowledge, 890 Field Avenue uh, in Canyon City. Uh, it is going to be the Justice for All. Tickets are $20 each for the front row, and $5 of every ticket goes back to the school because that's something that uh, Renegade uh, Championship Wrestling does do that as well. Now, uh, you can uh, if you want to get tickets, uh, also uh, the general admission tickets are uh, $15 each. Uh, you can Facebook pay or PayPal uh, RCW underscore entertainment outlook.com, or you, of course, you can get uh, tickets. Uh, right there so we'll uh, have a fun time of course so uh, we've got the uh, highlight match of uh, the uh, ultimate title animal sam versus delta jr so that should be great to see there all right well uh, before we get out of here uh let's uh, give a shout out to the uh, trending topics network they help support this show and if you like this show find their feed in any of your podcast catching applications of your choice you'll be presented with other shows such as this and those shows are the all beer inside the eurovision showcase the spanish announce table and wrestling cheers want to get in contact with this show wrestlingwithaltitude.com is the website podcast at wrestlingwithaltitude.com is the email address we're on facebook of course at uh wrestling with altitude and on twitter of russell altitude for the handle uh at the time of this recording there is a huge 
uh, sell at Pro Wrestling Tees, and we do have a Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Mr. Fourth Row. You can pick up a Wrestling With Altitude shirt. Uh, you can also pick up an RMP radio shirt, my, the other podcast I do. So it would be greatly appreciated if you can do that. No pressure. You can do what you want. But I just wanted to mention that since there's that sale going on. And always, I want to thank you for listening and having fun wrestling with Altitude.